And so we're at a point now where you cannot deny it anymore. And so I think it's really important to explore, you know, why are your children playing these games? Because for me, I can tell you as a teenager, I would get in huge fights with my parents. They would take my keyboard away. They would take my mouse away. And it was the one thing where I felt connected to people, where I was contributing again, right? So imagine you take that away from the one thing where I felt like I mattered the most. Um, to have that stripped away was infuriating, and we'd get in big fights. Um, you know, I think now that we understand that gaming is to be acknowledged, you know, having a point of curiosity, I just wish my parents were curious. There wasn't any point in time where it was like, hey, Eric, why are you so interested in gaming? What are you getting from it? Hello, and welcome to The Dad Train, where we explore ideas and strategies on how to be a better man, a better partner, and a better dad. I'm your host, Scott Davison. I hope you enjoy this episode and learn something new. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Dad Train Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Eric Sue, who is very well known in the online marketing and tech industry. He's the founder of a company called ClickFlow and chairman of an ad agency called Single Grain, where he's worked with businesses such as Amazon, Airbnb, Salesforce, and Uber. And Eric also hosts two podcasts, the hugely popular Marketing School with Neil Patel and his solo show called Leveling Up. However, before he became a successful entrepreneur, Eric was a hardcore gamer and he spent a lot of his youth and early adult years playing online games, esports, online poker. Now, gaming is not a topic I have a lot of personal experience with, but I know it's something that many of the dads who listen to this show are into. And it's also something that many parents perhaps have some concerns about when it comes to their kids. So I'm keen to have a chat with Eric about gaming and get his perspective on this subject. You see, Eric believes that the skills he learned from gaming have actually helped him become successful in other areas of life. And he's just published a book called Leveling Up, How to Master the Game of Life, which talks about this exact topic. Okay, here he is, Eric Sue. Welcome to the Dad Train. Thanks for having me, Scott. So, like I said in the intro, I I'm not a gamer myself, but I know a lot of um, dads, men particularly, seem to be really into gaming from a young age and often carry it through to adulthood. What what uh, what do you think it is about gaming that appeals to people? I think first and foremost, it is an escape. I think you know. If you're a parent playing it, you're probably trying to escape from your real life duties a little bit. For me, I was trying to escape from schoolwork growing up, and also, um, really, gaming was where I felt acknowledged. You know, when you're hanging out with your online friends, your peers that are doing the same thing, you feel like you're part of a community, and you feel like you're wanted and you're part of something bigger than yourself. So, I think you know, first and foremost, it's to escape. Yeah. Okay. And so you spent. Uh, talk us through your, I guess, experience with gaming. So that was that was a big part of your life for a long time. There was it. Yeah, I mean, I when I was about we'll call it nine years old or so, when I first got my computer, I first you know took my mom's credit card and then I signed up for the internet without her knowing about it. And then <laughs> you know I'd wait for them to leave every day and then I moved the computer over because it was dial up and I plugged the thing in because I didn't have an extension cord um, and I learned about the internet. 
and I started building my MP3 websites and all that. And then I found out about games. And so there goes all the website stuff. <laughs> so, you know, I had started to become a little more productive with the web and then I, you know, moved over to games, but um, I started playing at nine and I, I really, um, gaming was a part of my life really until probably age 21 or 22 or so. So, you know, a lot of um, games people might be fam- familiar with, those of you that are listening, World of Warcraft, Counter-Strike, StarCraft, these types of games. A lot of first-person shooters, strategy games, a lot of poker as well. I, I put that in the same category, so um, there's a whole story around that. But, um, you know, ultimately, look, at the end of the day, my thesis is that gaming creates leaders, much like how sports helps foster leadership as well. Teamwork, communication, resilience, all those things you learn from sports, you can also learn them from gaming. And just like you can overtrain in sports, you can overtrain in in games too. Because you know when you go to the world of gaming, you're going into a shadow world. You're training. You can't stay there for too long, otherwise you're going to sacrifice your real life body. And so you know that that's I think that's where a lot of the concern comes from. Yeah, yeah. And did you push the boundaries a bit far at times? What sort of hours were you putting into gaming at uh, at your peak there? Yeah, I mean, you know, one thing is, you know, gaming will teach you the, the, the value of hard work for sure. I mean, you know, when you're accountable to a team of 40 to 50 people, um, you know, it's, you know, we played till 2 or 3 a.m. Um, on, on weekends. And then, you know, on weekdays, bear in mind, I'm a teenager at this point. Um, I was only allowed to play until maybe 10 p.m. max, maybe 11 if I'm pushing it. Um, you know, really what would happen is I'd come home and then 6, 6 p.m. We'd, we'd start on our dragon raids. And we'd go for, you know, three, four, five hours or so they'd go a lot longer and I'd be like, Hey guys, I got to go, you know, parents. But you know, the final thing I'll say around this for right now is I was again, part of a team of 40, 50 people or so, you know, your role is very important um, each and every person. And um, to be, you know, a teenager with the team of people that were lawyers, people that owned planes, people that were in college, I felt like I was part of something a lot bigger than myself and working towards something a lot bigger than myself. It's just like, you know, look in life, you know, there's three things, right? You have, you know, you want to be able to contribute. You want to have health. You want to have vitality, um, contribution, connection, and vitality. So connection with people, right? And um, I was definitely feel. I, I definitely got you know contribution and connection from my gaming days. Okay, okay. And you 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 draw an analogy there with um, with sport, as in traditional sport, and and the sport of gaming. Um, I'm amazed that it's it's. Uh, it, I mean, it, it used to be sort of a, a bit of an underground thing, but it's become a, a legitimate sport in a lot of ways. Is it true they have, you know, tournaments and um, online um, audiences that are watching people game? I mean, how big has it become? I mean, in South Korea, it's the number one sport. I think what's going to happen is um, the United States is probably the, the, the furthest behind, but in other countries, it's it's like a top three type of thing to do. And I think it will become top three in the United States. I, I think, you know, when you think about sports have been around for, for thousands and thousands of years, but, you know, when we think about Bitcoin, people initially dismissed it as a toy. Look at where it's at today. And when you look at snapchat now it's called snap it was initially dismissed as a toy you know learn to i mean basically people dismiss as a a tool to send dirty pictures right um you know gaming same thing people dismiss it as a toy and what ends up happening is uh, some of these things become inevitable and you cannot deny it anymore and so we're at a point now where you cannot deny it anymore and so i think it's really important to explore you know why are your children playing these games because for me i can tell you as a teenager i would get in huge fights with my parents they would take my keyboard away they would take my mouse away 
And it was the one thing where I felt connected to people, where I was contributing again, right? So imagine you take that way from the one thing where I felt like I mattered the most um, to have that stripped away was infuriating and we'd get in big fights. Um, you know, I think now that we understand that gaming is to be acknowledged, you know, having a point of curiosity, I just wish my parents were curious. There wasn't any point in time where it was like, hey, Eric, why are you so interested in gaming? What are you getting from it? And to have that understanding and to somehow negotiate with me understand what I want and what they want, we could have come to terms there. We could have came to terms there, uh, but we never, never happened. Right. And so, you know, that thing, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that. I think it's, it's kind of, um, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate, but I think now there's an opportunity for parents to really think about, okay, you know, if they're really learning from, and if I understand that this is a shadow world, that they can't stay in here for too long, that they can still get better somehow um, that, you know, how can, how can how can we balance this? How can we work it out, right? And I think if you're able to do that, your conversation is going to go a lot better versus stripping things away and you know kind of stamping your 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 authority all over them. So, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good approach, and even sort of showing an interest in what they're doing and, and perhaps getting involved yourself. Uh, have you got have you got kids yourself yet, Eric? Or not yet? Yeah, still quite young. <laughs> um, but if you did, um, w- would you be uh, encouraging them to get into gaming or w- and would you be trying to sort of um, the way some dads want their kids to, you know, follow in their footsteps and play baseball, would, would you be uh, encouraging your kids to go down that route or what approach would you take? Yeah, I, I think for me, this is my personal preference. Um, I can say this right now because I don't have any kids yet. I, I think it's, you know, figuring out no matter what my children decide to do, it's being curious about what they're interested in mm. and, you know, showing that curiosity and asking them questions about it, because then, then we're, we're aligned, you know, we're part of the same team when we do that. Um, I think that's fundamentally, you know, what human beings do. Uh, now, that being said, I, I mean, it's really up to them if they love to, like, I, I love watching sports, right? I, I love, you know, playing as well. Um, if they want to do that, fine. If they want to do dancing, fine. If they want to go, you know, build a garden, fine. Um, you know, on the sports side or on the um, gaming side of things, one thing I will say is, you know, coming from a kind of an Asian upbringing, you know, I'm, I'm going to kick their butt. I'm going to show them how it is to fail. I'm going to show them what it is to struggle. Um, you know, what, and, and this, you know, it's without dealing any psycho or, or physical pain, any physical damage, right? I think psychologically, you know, might set them back a little bit, but I think they'll learn a lot from it. So, um, you know, but again, at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be games. I think it's just curiosity. Mm. Yep. Now, it's interesting. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot on this show about um, the different lessons that can be learned from different people and different experiences. And I, I think last week we had a, a farmer from New Zealand, a dairy farmer from New Zealand, Kane Briscoe, on the show, and he was talking about some of the valuable life lessons that he's learned um, on the farm, growing up on the farm. And likewise, uh, in your case, you've been able to learn a lot of really valuable lessons from gaming, which you've applied to other areas of life. And, and I want to talk about that because that's obviously the theme of your book. Uh, and there's a load, I think there's about 14 or 15 different chapters on different lessons that you've learned from gaming. But maybe we could pick a couple of those and just talk through them, some of the some of the sort of valuable lessons that you learned from gaming that you've now been able to apply in other areas of your life. Totally. Yeah, so I mean... You know, one concept, um, this comes from a, uh, a friend, but, uh, you know, in the book, th- there's a chapter where I talk about the concept of the wealth ladder. And what that is, is, you know, at the very bottom of the, the ladder, you start out learning, you go to school, right? And then after that, you know, maybe during school, you also learn the right habits as well. And then after that, maybe you get a job. 
And then maybe during the job, you decide that you want to start freelancing on the side. Okay. And when you think it's secure enough, you, you decide to quit the job and then you start doing an agency full time. And then you can start to build products and then you can start to, you know, build network effects businesses, or you can start to build platform businesses. You can start to become an investor, but you have to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And, you know, the whole idea here is that, you know, in life, you know, you can stay at whatever level you want. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to get to the next level, there's going to be a new set of challenges and you have to defeat the boss, you know, at the end of the first, at the current level that you're at right now. Um, and that's just li- how life works. And I think there are people in life that will complain about their circumstances, about, you know, how things aren't the way they should be and they deserve this, they deserve that. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, nobody owes you anything. You have to kind of figure it out on your own. This is just what life is. I mean, we're just, you know, we're, we're on this earth from 80 to 100 years or so. In the grand scheme of things, we're nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you decide how you want to play it. This is how things are set up for you. Um, we're, we're in a capitalistic society for better or worse right now. Your goal is to acquire capital and acquire influence. Um, that's how you play this game. It, again, you don't have to do that. It just depends on what you want to do. Totally fine. Um, so that's one concept. The other concept that sticks with me, um, and this isn't going to resonate with most people, but it, I like to call this one out. The chapter is called Thievery. And, you know, when I look at this mouse over here, we're on video, but, um, you know, I, I know where this is audio, but just showing you the, the mouse, Steve Jobs, everything in life, he said, everything in life is a remix. The mouse, they stole from Xerox. They stole the graphical user in- interface, the GUI. They stole that from Xerox as well. And so, and then they iterated on top of it. Elon Musk, you look at the rockets, they look the same as rockets from before, but, you know, you add the 10, 10 to 20, 20% thing that's different is that they can come back to earth, right? Um, and so... That I think, you know, thievery just means fundamentally borrowing or stealing from people, right? You know, Picasso talks about how great artists steal. And steal, stealing, you know, thievery, that sounds all really negative. But at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. We're all learning from each other. We're all borrowing from each other. And so, you know, I won a championship when I was about 12 years old um, in a game where I got destroyed in preliminaries. It was, you know, one-on-one battles to see who would be the best on uh, the best of the best. That's what it was called. And... um and then during competition, I got I was fortunate enough with the the seedings, the timing to actually see one person um, reveal how they're fighting. I just basically copied that. I iterated a little bit, and I swept everyone else after that. I never lost again. And so, you know, that's just an example of observing and then saying, okay, what can I do that's a little different? And then you know, copy the eighty percent that that looks good, and that's what happened. And so that at that age, I had that revelation where I was like, okay. There we go. I think this is one big piece of how life works. And so when I look at everything that's going on right now, we're doing a podcast. I mean, this is just an iteration of, of radio. Um, I'm looking at the book right here. I mean, you know, how many books have been published in the world, right? So I, I think there's just, um, we, we hold, you know, the whole idea of being original a little too sacred. And I think we need to understand that we're all just really iterating. So, yeah, I like it. I, I, I know. Um in entrepreneurial circles they often talk about that when you're starting a business find someone you admire um, or who's doing something similar to what you want to do and model them um, and it, it is it's modeling and uh, that applies uh, as you say in life it certainly applies in uh, in fatherhood um, most of most of what we teach our kids is really through modeling to be honest they don't um, you know they don't really listen to what you tell them but they 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 sort of watch and copy what you're doing so um it is a natural thing to be uh modeling uh, and you know as you say whether it's thievery stealing iterating improving um it's yeah that's a really really good lesson um thanks for that one eric um any others in there that you think 
are relevant to this audience? Yeah, I think it's the idea of the beginner's mindset. So, you know, we have a chapter called newbie mindset in games. You know, when you're new, you're called a newbie. Um, and so, you know, the whole idea here is that even, you know, at our at our age, at your age, um, I'm really talking to the, the audience right now, you know, as, as a father, um, understanding that, you know, still, we don't know what we don't know. And um, really, we're, we, we should be learning all the time. And um, operating from a position of I'm a beginner still removes the ego, and you're constantly open to receiving new things. You're, you're, the idea here is that you have strong views, but they're loosely held. So you're able to change your mind given you know, new data that's presented to you. Um, and I think you know, the idea here is, is too, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not a father, but the, my, my thesis is that you're going to learn a lot from your children. Your children, they're going to teach you a lot. And I think, Scott, maybe you can attest to that. Um, you learn so much, you know, being being a parent, right? So I think it's being open. I, I can tell you, you know, me growing up, my my parents, um, you know, as much as I love them, they think they know everything, right? Um, just the learning really never ends, and we still know nothing, right? We we don't we don't even know the whole thing about our oceans right now. We don't really know much about the universe, right? We don't know what's out there. We really don't know much. And again, in the grand scheme of things, we're just talking monkeys on this earth, and yeah, we're not here for that long. Yeah, that's that sort of um, growth mindset attitude that um, gets talked about a lot, right? It's it's that openness to always being um, able to learn something new, right? Yeah, and you've put a you've actually quoted a lot of research like that um, in in the book. So the the book, as well as being based on your own um, lessons from gaming, you, you've you've also sort of applied some. I guess research and psychology models behind it. Um, was was there a lot of? I mean, was there a lot of research that went into the book? Yeah, I mean, for me, I've, I've collected a lot of um, what I do over the years. Is I, I I tend to pin a lot of stuff that I read that that really resonates with me. So there's the whole concept of you know success as a sphere, right? So you know you have you can have success on all the edges. You can start in the middle, but if you keep changing direction all the time, you'll never reach the edge, right? So that stuck with me. There's the whole concept of getting 1% better every single day. Um, there are certain diagrams that just stick with me that I thought I'd throw in there. And, you know, the whole concept around this book too is that, you know, it's, it's about going around and collecting power-ups in, in life, whether it's, you know, um, whether it's certain habits or whether there are certain mental models. Um, the whole idea is that we're constantly getting stronger and stronger. So even though there's 15 in the book, that's just the very beginning. There's a lot more to collect. And even though you collected one, it can deteriorate over time. So you have to keep refreshing it, right? So, you know, jumping on the bike back there or meditation in the morning, there's some habits that you have to keep reinforcing every single day. So um, that's what it is. Okay, cool. And uh, where are you at these days, Eric? Are you still gaming for pleasure or are you, are you doing it competitively? What, what sort of gaming are you doing these days? Yeah, you know, as much as I try to get back into it, I can't because, you know, earlier I talked about the concept of the, the shadow world. It's, it's going in there. And, uh, you know, for me, fundamentally, uh, the ultimate game is business. And, um, you know, life is a game, you know, waking up every day, you know, if you're not excited, there's probably something wrong um, to that's worth fixing. Um, but for me, every single day, I wake up super excited. It's the same feeling I had from playing games, except I actually get to make an impact on people's lives. And plus, I get to constantly you know kind of increase my my sphere of influence and also um be able to gain more resources to do what i want which is to level up the world and so that to me is infinitely more fun than playing a game because i actually am instead of playing zelda you know i am actually you know playing zelda in real life yeah. and so um you know what we did do in the office pre-covid it was we'd play smash brothers after work 
um, and that was really fun. Um, and you know, the, the the team had a blast doing it. I, th- I think it was great. Um, and so to answer your question directly, no, because life is so much more fun yeah. um, as yeah. a game. So you're playing the, the game of life, as the book title suggests. And yeah. what what are um what are some of the projects you're working on? You've always got something on the go there, Eric. But uh, what what are some of the exciting things you're working on at the moment with your team? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the book. There's a lot that's going goes into that. We're actually putting a, a journal, a habit journal, that's tied in with the book as well. So two physical products right there. Um, the other thing I'll say too is we have a software company called ClickFlow. Um, I have an ad agency that I took over um, you know, a long time ago. We have an operator that runs that. It's called Single Grain. Um, you know, marketing school. We talk about the two podcasts. We actually have an events business that's tied to that. We have an advertising business that's tied to that, and then we're coming out with a training program for that too. Um, and so all these things, I, I mean, I, I realized, you know, it took me a little while to realize that I can't do everything. Um, and it's just better to hire people that are smarter than me that have done it before um, and having the humility to be able to do that. And that's part of kind of leveling up too, just being able to step back and, and letting people take control. Um, you know, in my early 20s, you know, probably a little harder to do that. Yep. No, it sounds like you're a, a pretty busy man and, um, yeah, not stopping anytime soon by the sounds of it. So keep up that um, enthusiasm, Eric. It is infectious. I love the work you're doing. I love the podcast, um, both those podcasts, but the marketing school one with Neil Patel is really uh, valuable for people who are interested in online marketing. Um, with regards to the book then, what what's is it actually released yet or is it coming out soon and what's the best way for people to get a copy? Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so it's coming out February 24th. Um, and the easiest way to get a copy is to go to your favorite online retailer or you can just go to levelingup.com to learn more. We actually have you know different options there as well. Cool. All right. Well, I'll include some links to all of that in the show notes, Eric, uh, so people can get their hands on a, a copy if they want to uh, learn some more of those philosophies. And thanks for coming on the show and shedding a bit of light on gaming. I think... Um, Certainly for me, it's it's allowed me to look at gaming in a different perspective. Um, and as I say, any lessons we can learn from anywhere in life are, are, are really valuable. So thanks for sharing some of those with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Scott. That was another episode of the Dad Train Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that discussion and learned something new. You can find the show notes for this and all previous episodes at thedadtrain.com slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show and you'd like to support it, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're able to, and spread the word to other dads who may be interested. If you'd like to learn more or to get in touch, you can visit the website, which is thedadtrain.com, or follow me on social media at thedadtrain. Thanks for listening to the show. I do really appreciate your support. I'll be back next week with another episode, but until then, good luck on your journey to be a better man, a better partner, and a better dad. I'm Scott Davison, and you've been listening to The Dad Train.